What's going on, everyone? This is the All Sports All Plays Network. This is your boy, Freddie Henderson. I'll be the moderator for the night. Right up at the bottom, we got Mike on the mic. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, Freddie? Not much. And as you guys can see, the man right next to me, he's a familiar face to the ASAP Network, the one and the only, Jay McLevin. What's going on, Jay? Good, man. As you can see, man, my boys are playing today, Freddie, and we ain't taking no prisoners. You know what, Jay? You almost made this show. Had a great entrance, but, you know, you had to, you had to come on this show with this Cowboys <laughs> stuff. You already got to start it on a bad foot. But what's hey. going on? Good. We're doing good, Freddie. Thank you for asking. Man, that's, that's awesome. Before we get into the show, as you guys seen last night, the ASAP Network, the Sports and Culture, Sports Media LLC have agreed to a partnership. You will see us doing some work with them um, throughout this duration of our time. So shout out to them. But, hey, Jay, let the folks know what you got going on with your podcast and all that, my stuff, brother. Yeah, hey, listen, it's good to be here, Freddie. Uh, we do. I do a podcast called Unscripted. We come out Tuesdays, Thursdays at uh, 8 Eastern, and we go out Saturdays at 9 Eastern. And uh, like it is what it is, man. We're unscripted. We don't have a script. We just kind of kind of like what we're doing today. You know, we're just off the cuff talking about anything, football, basketball, baseball, college, women, women's sports, women's uh, – anything to do with uh, women's uh, broadcasting and things like that. You know, we kind of cover a little bit of everything, get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of the history of sports, Things like that, and uh, I also do uh, 100 yards of football uh, on. Uh, let's see, what we, on, uh, I believe it was uh, Wednesdays, and we cover pro football games, kind of like betting picks, things like that. Freddie, that's awesome. That's awesome. Before we get into it, Miss Kelsey wanted me to send this video out to everybody so she can we can watch. 
Hey everyone, Kelsey Nicole Nelson here, a DMV-based sports reporter and host, working right now with the Draft Network and listening with KNN on Fox Sports Radio, as well as many other things. Look, if it's in DC, I cover it, trying to bring the sports fans the knowledge and news that they need. But anyways, I'm not here to talk about myself. I'm here to tell you all about the ASAP Sports Network. That's all sports, all plays network, because let me tell you, the fellas bring the heat each and every show and each and every time they come on. I've had a chance and a privilege to be a special guest. I'm already looking forward to the next time. But again, the ASAP Network is going to be one that you all want to check out on social media because there's good sports shows and then there's great sports shows and then there's the ASAP Sports Network. Check them out on social media. You won't be disappointed. Again, give me my endorsement to them because they're just that good. So be sure to check them out. You won't regret it. Bye, guys. Shout out to her. Um, go go follow her as well. You know, um, great person, great personality. Love to have her on. Love to have her on soon again. But what's going on, Mr. Chris? Um, glad to have you on the show. You asked about NASCAR. Hey, we're going to work something out with you. Come on to do the show. But let's get it, gentlemen. You know, Thursday night, we're only going to be brief about this topic. Thursday night, my New York Giants. Down there in Washington, going against the Washington football team. The Giants lost, but it was a heck of a game. Let's do a quick recap of it. Like I said, we're not going to be too long on it because we have other topics. Jay, I'm going to let you go ahead and have it. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, here's the deal. What's up with Saquon Barkley, man? Why can't this guy get right? Freddie, why can't he get right, man? Why is he so injury prone? They're talking about limiting his role, keeping about 48%, 12 to 15 I don't get that, personally. you got a workhorse. You're paying a workhorse. Work the workhorse. Why are you going to limit his snaps? I don't get that, Freddie. But, and they, they would say, he's had very pedestrian numbers. Daniel Daniel Jones, you know, he, he, he looked okay, but I really think, Freddie, the issue with the Giants is their offensive line. They're, and I think the Redskins kind of exposed that a little bit. I think your offensive line needs a little bit more work, Freddie D. Wow. Me personally, you know, as a Cowboy, I mean, as a Giants fan, it made me a little, I was a little bit impressed. You know, I was actually impressed about my Giants offensive line. Yes, the first half, the Washington line got to us, but in the second half, that old line tightened up where Daniel Jones was able to sit back in the pocket and make some plays. Um, and we yeah. seen that when he once he was protected, that he could stand in the pocket and get guys open. Um, you know, a lot of people want to blame it on you know penalties. A lot of people want to blame it on you know the offside. You know, when Washington would go kick the field goal, but I don't I don't blame it on that. I blame it on us. You know, we had a um, Slade was wide open for a touchdown. He did miss that. So um, you know, our Giants our Giants have to be a lot much better. You know, coaching that goes a lot on coaching. You know, that, that was not the first penalties, you know, could have been avoided a lot of times. But like I said, Joe Judge did not correct a lot of those mistakes. Um, but you know what? I saw a lot of growth in our on the, on the Giants part. Um, great game to the Washington football team. Giants has to be better. Uh, Mike, what's your thoughts on it? This man's hilarious, bro. You, you make me it, – it, it just changes week by week, and that's that's my honest thoughts about it. It's not even about the Giants. It's you. It's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, it's a moral victory because – <laughs> No, no, don't you go there with that. I don't want to hear any of that. I don't want to hear any of that at all. And as a Bears fan, 
I understand what that's like, Freddie. It's okay. It's, you know, we, we, we've been there. We understand it. We understand, you know, oh, well, Mitch played great. So even though we lost, it's okay. Trubisky's going to look better next week. It's okay. It's okay, Freddie. Just let go. Just let go and let live, bro. It's okay to accept the L. It's not a moral victory. It was bad. And the biggest thing that bothers me is I get it's a different position, but Joe Burrow was the first one to tear, or the, the second one to tear his ACL. So it goes um, Saquon Barkley, a couple other cats, and then Joe Burrow last season. Joe Burrow's already out here taking as much crap as he did last season. He's already out here taking all these hits. He's already out here doing all this stuff, running amok, doing all this crazy stuff. What's Saquon doing? Saquon's Nothing. being limited. Saquon's not going out there. He's still looking better than Zeke, regardless. Um, but that's that's a whole issue. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I would say he's looking better than Zeke. That's kind of a stretch. Matter of fact, that's a large stretch. Nah, you really not kinda, a large stretch watch this. You got plastic wrap. You really got every last inch of Here's what I'll say, though. Here's what I'll say, though. And, and on, I say man. that because so Saquon, you, you look at it right now. All right. Saquon's limited the 10, uh, 10, 11 carries because of an ACL tear. Zeke gets 10 to 11 carries because of what? No, Zeke that's, gets 10 to 11 carries because they're not running the ball enough. Let's be honest. It's been two no, that's games. That's two games. They played Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, and if you watch that, they threw the ball more than anything. They he Zeke barely even saw it. The second game is still going on currently, and he's already had a touchdown. He's got like, what, 40, 50 yards. So I think that's just kind of like – that's just you just kind of stretching the drink because you're a Cowboy hater. And I get that too. No, nah, I, I understand you. Man, I understand I you, brother. Man, I, feel like, I get it. And, Freddie, by the way, I, I want to tell you something. In the words of Galladay, Daniel Jones, throw me the damn ball. Did you see him yelling at him, Freddie? He yeah. was either that or he was telling the guy with his equipment, hey, you put a gloss finish in it instead of a matte finish. So which right. one was he talking to? Was he talking to the, the equipment guy or was he talking to Daniel Jones? I oh, yeah. Daniel and, and that's, Jones. that's exactly where I was going with it. There was no chance in hell he's talking to the equipment guy. He was talking to <laughs> Daniel Jones. And, and anybody who says he wasn't is lying because Daniel Jones even admitted to the argument in his post-game interview talking about the, the issue. He wasn't saying it was a big deal, but you would have just knocked it out right away and said he wasn't talking to me. Hey, gentlemen, listen to this. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address these comments real quick because they've been a little disrespectful. We got Joshua Bailey saying, what's up, homie? What's going on, Joshua? We got, you know, Mr. Ishmael. What's going on, dude? Um, Isaiah talking about, what, what's up with Isaiah? The Joshua coming here talking about Freddie, a Packer fan. Then I was like, uh, yeah. I, I Freddie was a Packer fan. No, I'm a New York Giants fan. Put respect on my name. Once y'all missed the play. Well, if you didn't get up Aaron, Aaron Rodgers nuts, we probably would put some uh, pressure on, on New York Giants. But I don't get it. Is it a bad, bad man with a 27.1 QBR? Or are you a Giants fan with Daniel Jones getting screamed at by Galladay? Now, which one is it? Because you can't have both. Hey, I'm a Giants fan, but I respect Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. But listen, <laughs> let me. I want to. I want to answer your question, um, Jay. Um, yes, Kenny Galladay was yelling at it, but one thing he had to realize: he's not down there in Detroit, where he's mainly the main option down there anymore. He's not in that situation. He's with a team with a young quarterback with with multiple options around there. You have, yes, you have a Kenny Galladay, but you have a Sterling Shepard. You have an Evan Ingram, which did not play play Thursday. You have a Kyle Rudolph. You do have a Saquon Barkley, a Slayton. So, uh, Kenny Galladay, you're not going to get 
the 15, 16 targets like you did down there in Detroit. You are with a younger quarterback. You are. This is your second game with him. Yes, he do have to build the chemistry with you. So you do have to understand as that veteran wide receiver, okay, maybe if I get more open for my guy, I can get more targets. Hey, maybe we work out the practice, we can get open more targets. Now, that is one thing. And one thing I do not want Daniel Jones to do is to force it. Do not force it because once he once he starts forcing it, that's when the mistakes are going to come. So, but let's move on from my um, New York, my New York Giants. And yeah, I know you want to move on from them Giants. I'd want to move on from them too. Well, it's about time to move on from the Cowboys. Let's go. You know what? Speaking of the Cowboys, let's go ahead and talk about them right now. Right yeah. now, of course, Dallas 14, um, Chargers 13, 11. Man, let's be honest. This game is close. Uh, we've seen some great things from both sides. We've seen inter- interception from both sides. We've seen defense make big plays, but we have seen a lot of penalties as well. Mike, what is your reaction to this game so far? You know, um, my reaction to it also ties into the Bears game today, you know, and I don't know if you guys tapped into that, but a lot of taunting penalties going around in the league, yeah. today, a lot on yeah. both sides. I got to Sean Gibson, you know, getting a call for clapping his hands in someone's face. And, and it was just one of those things where I'm just like, and I'm looking at this happen with the Cowboys Chargers game. And I just, it's, it's the NFL. It's the no fun. Yeah. League. We can't do things anymore. We don't have fun. We can't talk to anybody. You you look at it, bro. And, and I, I completely understand it. You look at the league back in the 1920s and 1930s, you got guys saying racial slurs. You got guys doing crazy stuff that that's totally inappropriate and totally out of pocket. And I completely understand that stuff like that. can't stand stuff like that. can't move. That's not how this organization needs to be ran. It's not how this league needs to be ran, but I clap my hands at you. Cause I got to stop on fourth down and I'm out the game. I'm out the game. <laughs> it's ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous, bro. And I just, I, I'm looking at this and I'm just like, bro, it's the no fun league. That's exactly what the NFL stands it is, for. It is a no fun league. And I don't get that. I thought this was supposed to be about entertainment. I thought we were supposed to be getting entertained as fans. I'm not getting entertained. Right. And I'm watching guys. I'm watching guys. You know, it's my first NFL game and I get a 10 yard carry and and it's my first carry and I I go in for a touchdown. So I celebrate that a little bit in the end zone. Oh, penalty. That's taunting. Bro, I'm celebrating. How hard you work to get to where you want to be and you celebrate it. And then some some random guy at the age of 75 who can't see more than 10 feet in front of him is going to tell me that I'm taunting and I'm trying to hurt the other guy's feelings. Bro, this is – I know it has nothing to do about the game itself, but I've had enough of it. I'm tired of it. If it's not a personal direct attack at somebody's family or self or race or skin color or whatever – I, I, I don't understand why we're calling these penalties. I don't understand why we're ruining this game. And it's not nothing slight. It's not like, all right, five yards, move the chain. This is 15 yards we're talking about. Bears had to stop it. Fourth down. Nope. 15-yard penalty, move up, and then we're going first down again. Like, th- this is ruining games. Um, but uh, aside from that, this this game is pretty good. Um, I did not like the interception by uh, Justin Herbert. I felt like that one was a little off on his part. But the de- interception by Dak. I just felt like it was a good defensive play. He was reading that very well. Um, I, I could see how Dak was trying to just throw the ball away, but at the same time, um, he's got to be better. I can't say that, Mike. That's kind of – you know, even though I'm one of the biggest Cowboy haters, you got to give credit. Diggs did step up on that defense and make a good play. I mean, we can't just say – He did. He a great play. No, uh, I said that. No, no, you did not say that. No, you didn't. And the thing about it is, that the, 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 the best thing is, he's going to do this the rest of the show. If I don't, that's all good. No, I like, I like Fred. Hold on, man. Thrown by Justin Herbert was horrible. 
it was bad on Justin Herbert. I'm saying let me tell you something. We don't even have Demarcus Lawrence out there. We don't even have Gregory. And I think personally that was a little political move because the Chargers were probably too damn scared to face them. So they put them on a COVID protocol, whatever that is. So no, we didn't we you you're you're not even getting our best. We're giving you some B leaguers and put them on out there, and Derby's still screwing it up. So don't come at me with some bullshit like that. I can't say that word, some bull stuff like that, because you know, just like I know. Herbert is he's he's forced a couple of passes and Trayvon Diggs made him pay for it. Just say what it is. Right. And and, and that was my biggest thing about it. It was I like Diggs. I like Diggs, what he does. I like him. I like his brother. I like his family. It was a great interception. I'm saying it's a bad ball and a bad decision by Justin Herbert. Whereas Dak, I kind of Oh, yeah, he definitely made a bad decision. No doubt about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Dak. It was a great play by a defensive player. I felt like it was a great move. You know, well, before I let you go, Jay, I'm going to let you go because I know this your team. I know you're ready to unleash all your feelings and all that. When I look at this Cowboys team and going against the Chargers in L.A., this stadium is beautiful, by the way. Let's it is. Very nice. That. Um, I look at both teams. They're both electric on offense. You know, um, Dallas have all the wideouts, CeeDee Lamb, Cooper, um, you are missing Gallup today because he has Howard injury, but you know you do have Ezekiel Elliott in the parlor and, and um, boy, your Pollard out there who seemed like he's going to be their number one running back because he's seems the one that way, carrying, bro. It seems yeah, that way. Yeah, he's carrying most of the workload when it comes to um, running the football. He really but, is. That's that's a true statement. But what I when I watch this game, what it tells me was going who's going to who's going to decide to win this football game is with, with whatever defense. One wants to um, step up and make big plays because it looked like both offense, no, neither offense can't stop, um, you know, getting field goals or touchdowns. Um, seemed like both quarterbacks looking sink into this game with the receivers. Um, running game looks, you know, it looked decent. Neither team is running over each other, but it looks decent. Um, but which is, I believe it's going to go to the last play of the game, whichever defense want to make a stop. Jay McLevin, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, you know, this is my this obviously this is my team and I I'm I'm happy with some things and I'm not happy with some things on my team. I think they got off to a really great start, they really do. And uh but I think kind of towards the end of the second half, even kind of coming up a little bit into the third quarter or or second quarter or the, and trailing a little bit into the third quarter, they kind of look like they went a little stale on offense. And so, I'm hoping I'm hoping they pick it back up. Right now their defense is still looking pretty good. They gave up a field goal, so now the score is tied at 14 apiece. But I you know, honestly, Missing our, like I said, missing our two big key defensive players in, in Lawrence and Gregory, which is one of your captains and your side captain. I think they're doing pretty good, quite honestly. I was really kind of worried about that defense in terms of not them not getting the pressure uh, on the quarterback. So they're actually doing pretty good today, and I think they're they're, they're forcing Herbert to throw some uncomfortable situations, and that's what you got to do on defense. You got to put them in uncomfortable situations. Um, but I do, I do like the Cowboys. I think I still think we're going to win this game, but. It's going to be a little bit closer than I thought. Right. And for me, I think, you know, getting used to Lawrence not being available is also a part of this defense. It's also realizing, you know, we know how to step up. We know how to be that guy. Greg yeah. is a little bit harder to replace. Um, but it, it's really unfortunate. I'm a fan of Lawrence. I like Lawrence's game. I just feel like 
he just keeps catching that injury bug more than anybody else. Yeah, he does. No, Jay, let's be honest. Ever since this dude got paid, this dude has been MIA. This dude have not been this dude like he was two years ago. He he have not been. Um, yeah, when he came in the first game of the league, he was a ferocious cat. He he's still a ferocious cat, but he is he is. I, I get what you're saying. He might get he his kinda, like he used to. Yeah, he, you know, yeah. This is known to happen. We see that. We see that a lot. We see that a lot. Yeah, yeah. you do. How many players do you know that got paid big bucks and they just kind of faded out? Eddie Jackson. <laughs> Robert yeah. Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to tell you this. I'll tell you this, though. Dan Quinn, his his addition to our our defense has just been amazing. Like, he has really transformed us. I mean, if you, you obviously know how bad our defense was last year. But yeah. this year, it, it has a whole new vibe. It has a whole new feeling to it. And we really haven't changed a whole lot in the way of personnel. Matter of fact, last year and the year before that, we had we tried to add too much to it. But yet we didn't have the right guy at the helm guiding us through that defensive approach. And obviously it failed quite miserably because yeah. we tuned to the seven and nine. Now, Jay, I'm not going to let you come up here and, you know, tomorrow, oh, this defense, this, you try to make it look like this, this look like the Chicago Bears of old. No, I'm not going to let you do no, that. No, 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 I'm like, not saying that. Yeah, he was just saying, I, feel like- I mean, listen, it's not hard to look better than what y'all did last year. Y'all was historically bad from last year. Nobody expects y'all to go back that bad. I mean, you've gotten better. But let's not come up here and just say, like, you guys. No, what I'm saying is they didn't try to bring in the talent like they did last year. Last year they were trying to bring in, what, Everson Griffin. They tried to bring in uh, uh, Dean or Colt McC- uh, uh, McCoy. They tried to bring uh, McCoy in and a few other guys, and it just didn't pan out. And they, what, they brought in Alden Smith, a few other guys. And they, well, so they've actually did addition by subtraction. They subtracted those guys, but added the right guy at the helm, and that's what's really transferred this defense, right? And okay, so like, clearly, it was about schemes the more than the personnel. Absolutely, it was. And you can about see it. Things. You're watching it. You're seeing it. Yeah, like last year was more of a let's add big names and hope it sticks because you know in the NBA you can do stuff like that, but like in football, what you say? Sports. What 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 you say, Jay Mike? In the NBA, oh, okay. you can put anybody with anybody, and they can win you a couple games. Okay, I just That's want to hear you say that again. <laughs> I don't know. You know what, Mike? Before we get into college, I'm I want to let you have your moment. I want to put you on a big screen because I know I'm you're feeling good today. Your bear, your Chicago one. Go ahead and tell the folks. Go let ahead and get the, it out. Sheesh! Let me get the drip out really quick. Let me talk about it. Um, it was not a great game by any means. It was not a great game offensively by any means. I wasn't excited about it. Um, it, it was disappointing to see um, the way Andy Dalton went down the way he did. I'm praying for him. You know, I want Justin Fields in. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you don't want to see Justin Fields go in the way he did. Um, you don't want to wish injury upon anybody. So I'm rooting for Andy Dalton. I hope he's uh, healthy. Um, but I'm also hoping that we have Justin Fields starting next week. So for me, you know, it was a great game. We're talking over five sacks. We're talking three straight interceptions. Joe Burrow throws three straight interceptions. He went over 100 complete passes throughout his entire NFL career. Um, not in his entire NFL career, but the last 100 passes he's had were either complete or missed. None were picked off. The Bears got three straight. We had Roquan Smith. We had Jalen Johnson. We had Gibson. It was a great game. Um, you had a couple fumbles. It was a great defensive heavy game. You know, we really locked up Chase. We really locked up Higgins. Um, Boyd, you know, he got us every now and then. But it was it was a good effort. It was a good effort. We had Eddie Goldman, our nose tackle out, still had Mixon on the ropes. Um, 
it was a great defensive game. And and like I said, we said it in the pregame show earlier on Touchdown Crew. I said the Bears would win by three. However, I thought it would be 24-21, ended up being 20-17. to um, I, I do think, you know, with Justin Fields, it, it, it's a it's a tough scenario because I do understand you didn't see yourself really coming into this game. You didn't have practice all week with the number one options. And, and that's completely understandable, especially when you're a rookie and it's your first game in Soldier Field. So I'll give them that. I'll give them that. But I, I want to see you be better. I want to see you make better decisions. There were a couple plays um, they, that weren't really his fault, but it was. I mean, it was, it was the little stuff. Um, this man's finger would twitch and, and, and the refs would say, oh, false start on number one. And I'd be like, bro, like, like no one's no one's calling that to to the big guys. No one's calling that the Dak. No one's calling that the Tom. Tom could respectfully, I'm going to say this, Freddie. Tom could wipe his ass on live TV before he calls hike, and no one's going to say nothing. It's just how it is. I mean, it, it's just the fact of the matter. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, guys like that. No one's going to say nothing because this kid's a rookie. They called him out on those mistakes. Those are college rookie mistakes. Well, they didn't call it on Trevor Lawrence. They didn't call it on Zach Wilson. They didn't call it on Tua. I mean, exactly. they caught on Mike, Mike Jones. I mean, come on now. That, I don't know about all that now. There's a lot of quarterbacks this out there. Pink, you're t- Jay, you're telling me this man's pinky <laughs> moved like this, so we have to go five yards back. That's crap. That's crap. I'm not <laughs> hey, well, that's the National Football League. I'm yeah, not with that, bro. Well, I've never in my life have I heard that rule. This it's Chicago. Movie. It's Chicago, man. Nobody likes Chicago. They just don't want us to have a great quarterback. But it was a good effort from David Montgomery. Um, you know, he's top, he's got, tying into that top 15, top 10 running back. Um, he's definitely getting there. He just, you know, needs a little bit more um, offensive line help. And that's going to come throughout the season when these guys come back from injury. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. It was a great win. A win is a win. Um, yeah. Should it, have, should it have been as close as it was? Definitely not. But I can also make the case to why it should be. You know, this Bears secondary is awful, and today they looked great against a really high-powered offense. Um, people might say they're not. They are. These guys are going to be a threat years to come. T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and, and Jamar Chase. These guys are dogs. These guys are dogs. Um, so I, I was really excited about it. I'm really happy with it. Now, next week in Cleveland, <laughs> um, to be continued. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna definitely be continued, all right. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a different conversation. But you know what, I'm, not scared, I'm not scared of Baker, though. I'm not scared yeah. of Baker at all. I'm, I'd be scared of that defense in their run game. Yeah, I mean, it, game, I mean, that's what Cleveland is. Cleveland's a running team, and they got a hell of a defense. Right, but at the end of the day, you know, this defensive front, you know, Robert Quinn's actually finally doing something with his life, so that's surprising. I was surprised by his last couple games. Khalil Max doing his thing, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman will hopefully be back, one of the best nose tackles in this league, um, without a doubt goes underrated. But, you know, Roquan Smith doing his thing. I say it time and time again. Right now, Chandler Jones, still my defensive player of the year. I will ride with that for the rest of the season. Um, but Roquan Smith is a top five linebacker in this league, and I don't care what anybody says. He goes underrated. You don't believe me? Look at his stats. You look at the stats versus him versus the guys who made the Pro Bowl last year, his stats are doubled. This man has a pick six today. He looks amazing. He's finally getting the respect he deserves. Um, I, I definitely think, you know, we're going to give Cleveland a run for their money. I just hope the offense can hold. Mm. Yeah, you know the thing about the thing about Fields is, and, and and I think that actually is a blessing in disguise. Dalton getting hurt, and I don't like to see Dalton get hurt. He's a former Cowboy and things like that. Nobody wants to see nobody get hurt. But at the same time, I'm, I'm just gonna call it what it is. It's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, you cannot make a quarterback better sitting him on the bench. 
It just doesn't happen that way. The only way you get better is playing the game of football, seeing the speed of the game and playing it. You can't get better watching somebody else play. I'm sorry. They get better, but all you do is watch it. I'm sorry. You have to get out there and play. It's it's like me telling a guy, all right, we're going to write a novel, but you ain't going to write a dang thing. You're just going to sit there and look for a little while and watch me write a novel. And then I'm going to give you the pencil and you're going to go to a plain piece of paper and you're going to write a novel. And, and so Jay, never I, been trained to write a novel. So wanted, how are you going to expect your quarterback to do the same thing? Right. I want to take on it. Me and Freddie were actually just talking about this. And, and I was saying how, for me, like a perfect example is Lamar Jackson. And I think, you know, your first year you sit, you really don't do anything. So we really don't have anything to base off of in year two. Year two comes along, okay, you win the MVP, but you can't throw the ball. So you know going into year three, you need to focus on working the ball. If you would have played year one by year two, we would have had you as a better passer, and you would have doubled your stats. Right. Even better. Going into year three, you're a dog. You're already established. So for me, going into year two, okay, what's Justin Fields good at? Holding a clipboard and doing weird wildcat plays. Like that's not <laughs> something I'm going to take in the year two. And yeah, you're that. wasting his talent doing yeah, that. It's wasting time. And and, and, I, and you're delaying his development. Like you said, you're prolonging the development of the quarterback. Right. You can't get better unless you make mistakes. So that's how you learn the game of football. You make exactly. a mistake, you learn from it, and then the next week, you know, you, you implement. And that's right. how you get better. Okay, the, league, the league is really changing. You know, you look at Burrow, you look at Tua, you look at Herbert, you look at I mean, look at now. We got uh, Fields, Lawrence, Jones, um, Wilson, and, you know, if Kirk Cousins can't win you games, I would even throw in Mond at some point. You know, Love is going to start next year if Aaron Rodgers is gone. Um, it, it, it's it's a league where we're not sitting quarterbacks anymore. We want guys to produce right now. Um, the only quarter, The only rookie quarterback I'm okay with sitting right now is Kyle Trash, and that's because Tom Brady's right in front of him. There's no chance in hell that's happening. Oh, okay. yeah, that's not going to happen. No. Okay, gentlemen, let's move on. We'll get back to the NFL side of things. Um, to all the people viewing this, if you like what you see, like our page, follow our page, share our content. You can see us Saturday, Saturday through Sunday. Um, we have Charles in the comments. He said Arizona, Minnesota are balling 31 and 30 in and the third. Cook over 130 plus yards. So keep your eye out on that as well. Um, the Cowboys and Chargers game still 14 14. It's like two. Two minutes in the in the third quarter, um, the Chargers have the ball right now. Um, let's move to the college side. We're gonna let Jay, uh, Jay McLevin talk about this because he was pumped before he even got on here. Um, he's talking. We're gonna talk about Alabama against Florida. We saw it yesterday. It was um, the score was 31-29 favor Alabama. Ready? <laughs> hey, we saw Young. You know, he completed twenty-two out of thirty-five with that interception. I believe so. Oh man, okay, cool. Well, we just got an update off the Cowboys game. Um, with 22 or 35 completion yards, he had um, over 233 passing yards, he had three TDs, no interceptions. And then if you go to Florida, Jones, he completed 17 27 um, passes, had 181 yards and interceptions. Jay McLevin, give us your reaction of yesterday's game and correction, it was not an interception on the Cowboys game. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if, you know, if you would have told me the Florida Gators. We're going to come within two points of beating the national title championship. This is a number 11 team going up against the best co- the team in the country and Nick Saban, which is arguably the uh, college equivalency of Bill Belichick. I tell you, you're kidding me. There's no way. It's, it's not. It's going to probably be, you know, 24-14 or 21-14, maybe, but not by two points. I mean, in, in the Florida, on all, all aspects, they got off to a rough start. 
uh, their quarterback, number five, I forget his name, Eddie Jones or Ed E. Jones. Uh, he looked, he looked like to me, he just didn't look like he had all of it. He had quite a few, he, he had what one pick, he threw for 195 yards, like Freddie would talked about. But if you look, watch that game, you know, he just didn't look like, I mean, they're like my friend would say, they're, they're these Florida Gators fans, they were more or less playing him just because of the fact that he's been there three or four years, they wanted to get his playing time. But if you look at AR 15, Anthony Richardson. Number 15, he really should have been the guy playing in this game. But, unfortunately, he had an injury, and they, they couldn't get him in there. But that guy has been putting up 70 runs of 75 yards, 80 yards. And as a quarterback, he looks like he's got a lot more um, poise, a lot more athleticism than what Jones has. But Jones didn't – you know, like I said, to his credit, he did bounce his back, and he did get you – know, almost got that win. But if you watch that game, there were several penalties, several pass interferences – on Florida that really weren't pass interferences. Now there was one where he got where he pushed the guy. That was a legitimate pass interference. But there was at least two or three missed pass interference calls that could have gone Florida's way. And that could have been that two point differential, Freddie. I'll be honest with you. And I think Nick Saban gets a little bit of uh like you said earlier, man, gets gets a little bit of preferential treatment. And so I think there's some things that they just don't call on him on his team. But uh other than that, man, I tell you what it was it was a dog fight the whole game. And I was really pleased with it. I really thought it was going to be a blowout. I really didn't think it was going to be much to do about nothing. But Florida came to play. Florida didn't. They, you know, they didn't. They didn't give up, Freddie. All right, Mike. I think it was a great game. Um, I'm a big fan of Alabama. I'm a Clemson Tigers fan, but I love watching Alabama yeah. just because Alabama is literally you're watching an NFL team versus some scrawny, horrible D1 team that has no business <laughs> playing them. I mean, you have an NFL, a previous NFL coach um, who Nick Saban can come in this league right now and run amok under half the teams in, in this league. I truly do believe that. But doesn't um, Bryce Young look like a – doesn't he look like a high school quarterback compared to the rest of the team? Like, if you're watching him on TV, he looks like a dang high school kid compared to amongst men and then running backs and everybody else. He doesn't look yeah. like a small – kid yeah, you know? he's a kid but i mean at the same time it's one of those but things he does great things he, he, yeah he's a dog he's a dog and he, he understands that he's already a millionaire um so i mean that's him doing his thing based off his endorsements so yeah. you know they look great and you know i i think it shouldn't have been as close as it was if kyle pitts was still on that florida gators team i truly could see that happening um but with him not being there i, I think i it was it was very surprising but it's, it's more it's more credit to Florida than I think it is to being a negative thing about Alabama. I think Alabama does their thing at the end of the day, regardless, they're going to go into it with the same mentality. I do think that Florida just came in there with that chip on their shoulder and, yeah, and, yeah. They, and they balled out. Now to, to your credit, like Nick Saban knows what he's doing. These guys are NFL talents. These guys are NFL ready players. Um, that's why I like Alabama so much because you know, these guys, they only bring in the best of the best. Um, well, yeah, because I mean, it's Alabama. Everybody wants to go play for Nick Saban. That's why he gets the best recruiting classes. Exactly. I mean, but and, and that's the biggest problem, though, is that no one really wants to be a Florida Gator um, in, in the football market anymore. You know, it's not the Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez days where like this is this is the dream team. This is a crazy team. Um, which, how if you ever look at that team, if you ever get a chance to watch that team play, and you look at the guys who are on it, please, if you're listening, go look at that roster because there's some weird cats in there. We got. We got the Pope himself and Tim Tebow, and then we got a serial killer in Aaron Hernandez. It, it was a crazy team. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it was definitely That's awesome. true, though. That's true. I had, my own, I had my own issues with Clemson. We can get into that in a little bit if you guys want. Um, so I can't really speak on not being able to produce wins because we barely beat Georgia Tech out of all teams 14-8. 
Um, so yeah, but Bryce Young looks great. I think you're in a, bra- a great place right now. Uh, Mike, before we let you go in on Clemson, we'll let Jay um, take a stab on Clemson. What did you think about the Clemson game, Jay? I didn't even watch. I didn't watch that game, Freddie. Let him go. All right, cool. Take I didn't it. catch that Clemson game. Run with it, Mike. That was that was horrible, bro. That was hot garbage, Dabo. Like I don't want to. I don't even know. <laughs> I, and I get it. I get it hundred and ten percent because you go from and I'm going to say this as respectful as possible. You go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence. And now I'm going to try this as hard as, as, as good as I can. DJ Uwe Ungalale is, is the new. Ugalele. Yeah, that's, yeah. But <laughs> is one of those guys, man, bro, like you looked so good. You looked so good as a prospect. You looked so good at everything you were doing. Um, but I don't know who put concrete in your cleats, but you, you are just not mobile anymore. We're talking 18 completions for 25 attempts, 126 yards with zero touchdowns. That was your day. That was your day against Georgia Tech. I don't care who your receivers are, and your receivers are nice. We're looking at, you know, um, we're looking at Ross, Nagata, Allen, Shipley. I mean, you have a nice core right there of wide receivers. Is it great as it has been in years past? No. But is it definitely something against a Georgia Tech team? I studied Georgia Tech for a long time. At my high school uh, back in the day, we used to – we, we were all assigned one college, and I was in the class full of bad kids, so we didn't get a cool school like like Alabama or Clemson. We got Georgia Tech, so I always had to represent Georgia Tech um, because we were the group of bad kids, and we all were in the same class. But, um, yeah, I, I've watched Georgia Tech for a very long time. They're nobodies, and, it, and it's just the truth. Respectfully, they're, it, is that is. <laughs> it is the group of nobodies. They have nothing to do with the NCAA championship. They're never going to be there, and they never will. The problem right now for me is how are you only scoring 18 points? You want to have them have eight? That's perfectly fine. 14? And and none of it was contributed by your QB1 of the future? You know, this isn't like this isn't like barely getting out by your teeth by Alabama, but at least Bryce, right. Bryce Young looks good. You know, you're barely getting out by your teeth with a horrible quarterback right now. And and DJ needs to step up and DJ needs to be that guy. And and Dabo really needs to kind of take a good hard look in the in, in the mirror and say, you know, do we need to start recruiting again? You know, we do have that deal with Peyton Manning's nephew. Um, he I believe his name's Archie or I forget his full name. I believe he's Archie Jr. Um he he did commit to Clemson. So I am excited about that. We're a few years away from it. Um but yeah I it was a horrible game but from a quarterback perspective and I'm lost. I, I have no idea how this season's gonna go. Which I didn't, which, you know, what I don't understand, though, is when you watch Ugalele play against Notre Dame, when, when Trevor Lawrence went down, he looked really freaking good. Matter of fact, they won that game. He, he looked really good going up against a, a good Notre Dame team. Right. And I, don't, and I don't understand how you go from that. And Because I, I watched Clemson when they played Georgia. So I do I do know how that team is playing. And I will say this. Clemson's offensive line is a little suspect. It, it's sus, it is but, suspect. But, but at the same time, the pocket. yeah. But at the same time, Ugalele just looked a little off. Like he didn't look like the same guy I was watching play against Notre Dame. I, right. When I watched him play against Georgia, he did not look like that same quarter. He was he still had a little bit of poise, but he he moved a little bit slower. His passes weren't exactly the best, and I don't know, man. I, I think I, I think we got like a one eighty of what we saw against Notre Dame right. versus what we saw against Georgia and Georgia Tech compared to what you're describing about Georgia Tech. Um, to give you guys an update. Um, Herbert did throw an interception in his own end zone, so Dallas will have the ball in the fourth quarter. Her, um, yeah, a little more time with your chest, Freddie. 
Say it one um, more time with your chest. They threw an interception. We got it in the end zone. Dallas got the ball. Say it with your I chest. Say that? Didn't I say no, that? You didn't say it with your chest, Freddie. Didn't you I say that? Cowboy, you say it with your chest. I mean, I mean, I mean, I said, I said it. I acknowledged it. I mean, I didn't know. It. I mean, he still got a fourth quarter. I mean, he still got a score. So I mean, pump the yeah. Break. With, with DJ though, I, I see it as more of, and, and you know, I have nothing to base this off of. I have no um, inner knowledge of Clemson or how that works. But to me, you know, I, I watch his interviews and I watch the way he goes about things, and I could tell you're saying the right things, but I don't feel like you believe it, and I feel like. You played very well in that Notre Dame game last year when Trevor went down with COVID-19. Um, and, and I feel like you kind of took that and ran with it. You didn't continue to develop. You didn't continue to work. You said, all right, I'm QB1 next year. So you're going into this league with a chip on your shoulder saying, ah, I'm QB1 at the end of the day. But teams will show you that you're not QB1 very quickly if you're not putting in that work. So I need this guy to continue to develop. I haven't seen him change at all from year one to year two. I think he digressed, yeah. if anything. I think he definitely kind of took a step back. Um, I don't know if that's because of, you know, I know I'm going to be QB1, so I'm kind of relaxing right now and just trying to stay healthy for that position. I am, I have no right to say that, but that's how I kind of look at it. That's how I really view it. All right, you guys. Let's kind of go off topic. You know, we talked about, you know, the NFL, talked about college football. Let's go to the NBA. Jay McLovin here is a Houston Rocket fan. I yeah. want to know, did you guys see the report that um, they, they're interested in working a trade uh, with John Wall just because they're trying to go to youth movement? Um, Jay, where do you where would you like for them to send John Wall? What team? Right. Well, you know, obviously the guy's got a ninety one million dollar contract and they've and the Rockets have already came out and said, look, if we cannot move this guy this year. We're gonna wait until next year before we buy him out because he's got he gets forty four million this year. He gets forty seven million the second year, and then of course the contract is completed. So if they can't find somebody this year, then they're just gonna go ahead and buy him out. So we basically got one year to find somebody that will take on a ninety one million dollar contract. So who's got enough cash space for that? I guarantee it ain't the Lakers, Freddie. No, nah, we don't need them. Hey, hey, we don't need listen, them. Hey, listen, you guys, you guys are capped out, so you can't go. Well, hell, Fred, you damn Lakers are going after everybody in the damn league. Who else are you gonna go after? <laughs> we still got a two roster over, hey. over roster spots too. So now I know you do, but hey, listen, okay, so who you got? You got the Knicks, but I don't know. If, I don't know if he would be a fit on the Knicks. I think he would. I mean, he might. I think the Knicks might be, but but they have the cap space. The Knicks have the cap space. Who else got the cap space? I think the Orlando Magic might have the cap space. And I'm trying to think who else. Maybe Charlotte. But the third problem is he wants to go to. He's got to go to a contender. That's what you know. That's what he's willing to do. I mean, he he said he'd work a sign and trade deal with anybody, but or he worked with the Rockets on a sign and trade. But he wants to go to somebody who can contend. Otherwise, he would just stay with the Rockets or stay with an organization like the Rockets. Maybe he goes back to Washington Wizards. I think the best place for John Wall is two places. You go out there to L.A., go to the Clippers, team up with um, PG, team up with Kawhi. But do they have the cap space, Freddie? Well, I mean, they've got to go into luxury tax, you know, and I know Steve Ballmer might don't want to do that, but, hey, Steve, if you want to win, you have to, you, as we can see, you have to pay <laughs> to win. I mean, you can't be cheap and expect to win. It don't happen that often. 
know, when you talk yeah. about sports these days, and you team up, you bring in a player who can get guys involved. That's what you wanted to do with Rajon Rondo by trading Lou Will for um, Rondo, right? Well, now you bring in a guy who can get guys involved, who can still score at a high volume, a guy that is really fast, that can push the pace, a guy when Kawhi wants to say, you know what, I'm going to take a night off, that who can be there with uh, PG and help, help win a game. That's one spot. You know what? Hey, I'm looking at a Philadelphia. Hey, if, if the Houston is, is interested in throwing John Wall and throwing some picks and some young players in there to bring in a Ben Simmons, to bring in a you know John Wall with young players to Philadelphia with draft picks that can go around a Joel and B that you can build around and still contend, I would do that as well. I mean, so there are a few teams out there, but the question is, like Jay said, do you want to take on that big contract? And Mike, what do you have to say about that? Hell no. Hell no. And, and you you don't have the luxury to demand a trade. You don't have the luxury to say, I want to go to a contender because contending teams don't want you. Um, and, yeah. and it's the simple fact Wait that. Wait a minute, though, but he averaged 20 points and six and six assists. And that's cool. Last year. At the end of the so day. Who, who, who doesn't want 20 points and six assists? I'll tell you. At the end of the day, how much money is he making, Jay? Go for it. You are. No, I get it, man. He's making. I just told you, forty-four million this exactly. year. Exactly. And you can't next. finish a season. You can't finish a season for how many years straight now? It's just the fact of the matter is, you can't finish the season. Your best years are behind you. We don't know what you even have in you anymore because it's kind of a Derrick Rose type situation where you have to actually be able to change your game. You need to be able to adapt to your injuries and know what you can and can't do. But John Wall doesn't do that. John Wall continues to try to be the same John Wall we all know of old. And, and that's why he gets injured. That's why these things happen to him is because I'm still trying to dunk out of the dunk out of the whole stadium, dunk out of the whole room. And, and at the end of the day, that's not how it's going anymore. And your body's just not with that. So if I'm a contending team, I'm not going to get stuck with that. I'm not going to get stuck with a guy who's going to get injured all the time. You don't have the, you might want to go to a contending team, but if I'm a contending team and I'm actually trying to make a push to the playoffs, I'm not doing that. And if I'm the Clippers, oh my God, I'm not doing that. First of Why all, not? PG, Why not? PG has his Do you want to win? Why not? Man, Freddie just let me talk, man, for like five seconds. Well, I no, no. So if PG has his own injuries to begin with, Kawhi Leonard, if you thought that man was on was on load management before, you're in for a whole new treat now. He probably won't even play this year. Um, and, and the biggest part of it is John Wall again. All three? Oh, yeah, well, we can ch- you can count on John Wall if Kawhi doesn't play. Can I? Can I count on John Wall being healthy? I can count on him playing if he's healthy. But can I count on well, him? He, but, but, wait, 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 with Houston, though, he didn't really have a lot of health injury issues. It was now I get it. He had it earlier before he came to Houston. But with Houston, he played for the majority parts of it. He didn't really have any and injury issues. Fine, and, that, and that's completely fine. But if we're looking but I do agree with you, not Doug. I mean, he's 31. What is he, 31 years old? Yeah. So, he, he, yeah, he's he, not. I mean, the last five seasons in a row, you've had season ending injuries. We're, we're not doing this. We're not. Yeah, doing but, this. But, but hell, we're man, who has it? Watch, watch this. LeBron James had it. Anthony Davis had it. One Pretty time. much everybody on the Nets have had it. Who hasn't had that shit? But Mike, but Mike, one thing you get to realize though, when you come to the Clippers, okay, you can get the nice stadium, you can get the fancy this, fancy that, but nobody cares about that. You have to win, and when it when it comes to winning, you have to spend money. The Clippers have failed to do that. They have failed. We've seen teams. That's true. They have failed. They get a third guy. We check. We've seen the Lakers just in the same building reload rosters twice to try to win, to spend money, try to work twice. And Balmer, you want to talk all that talk. You supposed to be the rich guy. You supposed to be the guy that's changing things around. But yeah, Kawhi, they're supposed to be your city. But they have, like when 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 are they going to start spending money? When are they going to start, you know, taking chances, taking risks? Hey, but I won't say this, Freddie. 
Paul George probably played the best year of his life last year. I mean, no pressure, if you look at the year before right. last, everybody was like, well, where Paul George go? Why did he disappear? Right. But Paul George didn't disappear last year. The problem There's was no Kawhi Leonard disappeared. Fred, no can I ask you a question? Fred, can I ask you yeah. a question? If I send you a picture right now, could you put it on the screen? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you this real quick. I want it on the screen. Depending on what you're saying, as long as it's respectful. It is. I, I just want it to – it has the dates. It has everything for you guys. I just want you guys to see it, every single one of them. I'm well, yeah. Hey, in all honesty, though, I mean, like, look, Paul George, he did great. It's Quad Litter. Quad Litter really let that team down. I mean, that last year was really their best year. If they were going to win a championship, that really was their best chance. I mean, they had everything going for them up until Quad got hurt. Right, or and, and, and that's, that's that's the same case with John Wall. Is it's the fact that okay, these guys on the same team—that's amazing. I would love that team. It'd be if they were all in their primes. Well, oh, I get awesome. it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like two out of the three of those guys you can't count on on any given day. I mean, if you, well, if you got Wall, let's say a two at a, a minimum contract, like most most of the Lakers people they right. brought up are on minimum contracts. Right. So if no, yeah, like if, this was, six, if this was a decent three million in a hundred. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, but not, but not at 44 and 47 million. Exactly. This is a LeBron James in his prime. This which is, is why, which my whole point was. That's why I was. That's why I started off earlier when I said if they can't find one this year, they'll buy him out next year. Yeah. And I think that's not, in my opinion, I think that's what's going to happen. All right. So we're looking at this right now. This is John Wall in recent years. Look at every single injury. These are all different injuries of his body. This isn't like Paul George, okay, my shoulder hurts this day, my leg hurts this day. This is every part of your body, bro, and every yeah. single year, all the way from 2015. I was 15 years old when this started. I'm 21, and you haven't had a healthy yeah. season since. Okay. This is, this but the is, thing is, Mike, you put him on the Clippers, he don't have to be the main guy anymore. But that's not he, the, he'd be, that's the, he'd be the third he, option. That's not how these injuries are happening, though, bro. These injuries are just happening by happening. Half of these injuries happen in practice. Half of these injuries happen outside of the facility. Half of these injuries have nothing to do with him being a number one. But that's my point, and that's that's what I'm trying to tell you. I really think. Well, look, let's be honest, like Freddie. It is true, man. Look, nobody's gonna pay 91 million dollars for John Wall. Look, everybody knows they're not gonna pay 91 million dollars for John Wall. That they're just not gonna get it. They're not gonna get it, Freddie. And 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 pretty much for the same reasons as to what Mike is talking about, and I agree with what Mike's talking about. Nobody's gonna pay 91 million dollars for a guy who's broke down. You don't know what you're really going to get. So at the end of the day, what's going to wind up happening is next year is going to go by. The Rockets will still be stuck with John Wall. But at the end of next year, the Rockets will pay whatever that buyout price is. If it's $30 million, $40 million, whatever. And they'll just buy him out next year, and then he'll just go and be a free agent after that. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. And then he may sign some veteran minimum contracts. You know, maybe maybe he does latch on with the Clippers on a veteran minimum. Right. All right, you know we have ten minutes left to the show. Um, let's go ahead and uh, what's up, Coach Dante? Um, let's go ahead and give our predictions for the night game, recap for the night, and preview for the night, and all that great stuff. Um, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. It is in Baltimore. Let, let me tell you this, you know, I don't, I, me personally, I do not, be, I do not believe that um, Lamar Jackson will get his first win. Against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, yeah, um, their their um, secondaries banged up. Um, you know they, they well, we all know about the running game is banged up. I mean, too. I mean, they came to the season banged up. I mean, Lamar. You know, I believe he'll be Lamar. He'll show his great flashes, but I do not believe that he will be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. I believe Patrick Mahomes and them 
battled it out last week with the Baltimore with the Cleveland Browns. I believe they say, you know, we're going this week. We're going to take care of our business. Um, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. Kelsey going to be Kelsey. And Tyreek going to be Tyreek. I just think it's going to be too much for uh, Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Mike, um, what's your predictions and uh, all that great stuff, my friend? I think Lamar balls out. I think Lamar has an amazing game, but as you said, I don't think it's enough. And and that's just, just it's just it, it's literally uh, anybody who watches Marvel, anybody who has anything to do with anything that knows about you know how you know these Marvel movies work. It, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are Thanos. They, you know they they have every single person you need. Um, and so are the Bucks. They're just those guys who, at the end of the day, if you have one sliver of your 11 guys on that defense that aren't healthy, they're going to expose that and they're going to make it look good. They're going to make you look like you wish you never played. And the fact that you're secondary of all places or where you're, where you're weak right now, uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, hell, you throw Patrick Mahomes out there. You know how fast that man is. You can have him go. He'll throw it to himself if he wants to. If he <laughs> Um, 100 mile per hour spin rate. Like th- this man is a dog, and and I do think Lamar Jackson's gonna ball out. I think it's gonna be one hell of a game. Um, hopefully this time he doesn't have to take a dump in the middle of it. But it's gonna be one of those things where it's gonna be a good fought fight. Um, I I just don't think they have enough. If Bateman was healthy, um, and, and Le'Veon Bell and Freeman were both active, I'd say maybe there's a conversation there where you think maybe this is going. But if it's just Sammy Watkins and it's just Andrews and it's just Lamar. I don't see it moving like that. I, I I hope so. I love Lamar. I hope he gets his licks one of these days, but I don't think it's tonight. All right, Jay McLevin, what's your um prediction for tonight? Hey, real quick question to you guys, because I've been looking at this and I can't really find an answer. Does anybody know when Le'Veon Bell is coming back to actually play for Bob? No, he's on the practice squad. I don't know if they elevated him to that. Yeah, he's not. Though. He's not. He as of right now, um, you know, Devontae Freeman is, is the guy they decided. He's the guy. To is the guy well, I don't understand. What's the what's up with Le'Veon Bell? Why don't they bring him? Why is he not playing? For me, bro, it, it's one of those things where Freeman understands his role and Freeman puts in that work. Freeman doesn't demand anything and Freeman doesn't ask too well, much. That's true. And, and Le'Veon Bell, you killed yourself because of the position you're at. You know, I played safety. If I wanted to take a year off, I could take a year off and I think I'd be perfectly fine. Um, but when you're a running back in the NFL, man, you miss a year. You just messed up up the next five. Look at Zeke. Look at Zeke when he spent all that time in Cabo trying to, you know, work out that contract deal with Jerry Jones. He came back. We're not going to get into Zeke because that's a whole whole other ball game. Hey, listen, here's the deal, man. The reason why I was asking that question is because that that team is based on running. Baltimore is a run team. They've always been a run team. All the way back to Joe Flacco days. Baltimore has always been a run first team. And they have nobody to run the ball outside of their quarterback. Lamar Jackson is basically their running back. They understand they got Freeman. He'll probably run a little bit. But let's be honest. It's this, the run game mostly comes down to Lamar Jackson scrambling for his life or running for his life. I don't. I, it's going to be the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win this game. They got kills. They got too many weapons on offense. They got enough weapons on defense to contain it. They look what they did. They contained Philadelphia with no problem. So, or not Philadelphia. Excuse me. Uh, the the uh, Browns. So, and I think the Browns are a better team than the Ravens. So, I'm definitely going to go with the Chiefs uh, on that one, Freddie. And I'll say the final score will probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 28-14. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. It is getting fun, just like this Cowboys and Chargers game is getting fun. It looks like the Chargers about to score to take the lead. It looks like it. We don't know. Don't you put that jinx on us, Freddie. 
Hey, I'm hey, I don't hey, I don't have to worry about it. Your franchise already did that for me, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't trust me. But man, hey, this is this has been a wonderful show. Jay McLovin's glad to have you back. It's been you brought that, that dynamic to the show, like always. Mike on the mic. You already know what you bring. Always, yeah, I'm glad that your Bears won because um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, it would hurt. It would hurt for you to be on the first show and your Bears lost. I could tell oh, you. Bro, you don't know about that, bro. And Jay's about to know about that. He's about to have Dub Club. So, welcome well, to he Dub goes Club. about that a lot, so he don't have to worry oh, about I, that. I, hey, me and Freddie, we go back, man. I, I know all about – I know Freddie. I love Freddie. Freddie's a good dude. And I, and I, and I have a good time talking with Freddie, so it's going to be all right. It, it's Dub Club. You don't know about that, Freddie. You got to stay over there, bro. Stay in your 0-2 club. I don't, do, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I got Dub Club. Right, Club Dub. It's all good. Hey, hey, look, hey, he beats the Bengals, which is a bottom of the feeder tank team, and he thinks all of Club a sudden Dub. You know, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Club Dub. <laughs> well, hey, next week you play the Jets, you'll be you'll be what two and one? No, I'm kidding. You're not playing the Jets. I don't know who you're playing. Yeah, we're playing Cleveland, man. It's gonna be. Oh, you got Cleveland next week. It's gonna be. It's gonna. Be- oh, hey, watch this. You better get used to one and two, baby. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Baker had a little bit of a scare today. I saw that happen. So I'm hoping. Yeah, Baker's gonna be all right. I, I'm hoping Khalil, team, Mack, be all right. I hope Khalil Mack finishes the job, and we'll see what happens with that because they'll have to be calling Johnny Manziel because I have no idea who their backup is. I don't, even, I don't even know if they even have a backup over there. All right, gentlemen. Well, this is the episode of Three Three Men and Sense of Sports. You can catch us every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central here at the All Sports All Plays Network. Um, and YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all that, you know, great stuff. Tune in to see great content. We'll have basketball, we'll have NBA, football, baseball. We'll throw college in there. We'll try to throw in a mix of sports. Um, and we'll just, hey, we'll keep bringing you the love. Until next week, we're out. Yeah.